Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Have Failed With Me, Saiyan Voda. Um, yeah, we are back. We are back proper um, after last week. Once again, I'm sorry about the uh, negativity, but uh, it's something that Sigil needed to get our statement out and um, for some reason King's Eyes thought, yeah, let's let the really ranty, angry one, the one, the one who just tears things apart for, for fun, um, let's let him have a go. Um, and I did, and I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, but we're back now with a proper episode talking about something that actually matters. Um, I can't help myself. I'm sorry, King's Eyes. I'm sorry. I know you're listening to this, and I'm sorry. I mean, I'm kind of not, but I also am. Um, I can't help it. It just... It is who I am. Um, yeah, but we're back with a proper episode talking about um, something... Something... A fictional property again. Um, although it's going to derail very much when I get into it. Um, but let's start obviously with talking about Black Lives Matter because it is still a big cause. I know I said I'd, I'd uh, put variation into these sort of charity shout outs at the start but I haven't had much time to look into that yet or think about it. So we're going to stick with Black Lives Matter for now which is obviously still a very important cause. You don't see much about it on the news anymore. Um, whether it's a good or a bad thing, that depends. I'd still, I'd argue it's a bad thing. It just means it's not getting the coverage it still deserves. Um, but yeah, please do go support that um, and still show your support so we can find equality all around the world. Uh, without further ado, into the episode proper. Um, I don't know how long this one's going to be either. I, I don't know. Who cares? It's all a bit of fun. Um, although, I, just completely derailing. Um, I did notice my ability to rant yesterday was brilliant when I was at work. And one of my friends brought in a child's book because another one of my friends has, has a baby and she's getting to the point where she's learning to read. So I brought in this kid's book and I decided to you know, check the book for it. And I just went through it and I picked that book apart for every single plot hole in, you know, a book designed for children learning to read. Um, so, yeah, my ability to rant and just destroy properties is... Um, yeah, I, I just don't have the filter and I just don't stop. But I make people laugh and that's what I enjoy. I I, I do this for the sole reason of, of making people laugh and entertaining them. Um, whether you're laughing with me or at me. Hi guys on Twitter. Hi. I know, I, I know, I know you think I'm hateful and spiteful. But if you're laughing at me, I don't care. You're still laughing, which means I've won. If you're laughing with me, even better. I've still won. So... Go for it. I do not give a shit either way. This is all a bit of fun to me. And yeah, it is what it is. Like, I'm going to stop now, King's Eyes, I promise. I promise, probably a little bit. I've got one more thing to say, but you know about that one. So that will come up later. Anyway, this week's episode proper. Hawkeye, the new Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. The show where finally Hawkeye is getting all the respect he deserves from the fans for actually being a decent character because he's not being overshadowed by bigger personalities. Because, you know, he, him being covert, he's always been hidden behind, like, literal bigger people like the Hulk or, you know, egomaniacs like Tony Stark. But finally, Clint Barton's Hawkeye is getting a chance to shine uh, for the brilliantly well-written character he is. And I'm really glad because I've always liked Hawkeye. I have a thing for characters with bow and arrows. Hi, Oliver Queen. Um... <clears throat> And, um, yeah, it, it's good to, to see a, a very good character, and especially a very good one in the comics, finally getting their due on the screen and people finally showing them respect. But um, I wanted to really talk about the fact that... Oh, God. Hawkeye has made me come to two universal... That's the wrong phrasing for what's about to be said. Has helped me realise two universal truths in my head. 
Um, the first, and this one's quite an obvious one, this one wasn't that well hidden, is that I miss doing archery. I love archery, I'm recording this and actually my bow and arrows are next to me. Um, in their like bag and case and tube and everything. And yeah, I really do miss taking part in archery. I, I, I did love it a lot. And if I'm ever given permission to start using my bow and arrows in the garden, which I doubt I will because whilst it's legal, there obviously are people around the garden. I don't want to hurt anyone. But if I did get that permission, I'd, I'd take it immediately and I'd start shooting because I really do miss it. And the second truth that I realised that Oh, Hawkeye has um, exposed in me, I suppose. Um, and this is the one that I, I was talking to Aries Farrah about this episode, and she's not too interested in Marvel as a whole. Um, she's just not, that's fair. She's more of a DC girl, and that, that's fine. Obviously, she's watched a few of the Marvel films, and she doesn't think they're bad. Um, she does, however, think that Tony Stark is the most boring of the original six Avengers. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, what? Like, okay. Like, you do realize you're insulting Tony Stark himself, but it is what it is. Um... So she's wrong, but I respect her wrongness and will allow her to have her wrong opinion um, without trying to change it too much because, I mean, I put a lot of energy into convincing her to steal like Erin Yeager and I have a very strong feeling in the upcoming months I'm going to have to put in a lot more energy to do the exact same thing. So I'm going to save all the trying to convince her that her character is good for Erin because, <laughs> trust me, I'm going to need a lot of help with that. Um, but I did say to her that you would enjoy Shall we say this this episode of of you have failed and she was like what's it on and i was like hawkeye the, the tv show and she's like um i don't see how uh, she was like you know i always enjoy your episodes they're always good but i don't see how in particular i'm going to enjoy this one um i was like oh, well you'll you'll find out when when i get to it and the reason why if you're listening saffron which i know you are at some point i don't know at what point you're listening um is the second universal truth, and it's something that no one else knew. Obviously, I knew. I'd, I'd never denied it, but I just never came up, so I never had to be like, oh, yeah, no, definitely, that that, that is the case. Um, it was TikTok that called me out on it, because as soon as... <laughs> as soon as Hawkeye came out, my For You page was flooded with this thing. This... And um, I was like, ah, how does my For You page know? Like, this is something that I've never discussed with anyone. So how does it know this this secret of mine? This, this very well-hidden secret. That I didn't tell anyone. I don't know why I didn't tell anyone. It's not like I'm embarrassed by it. It's just something that I never told people. And now I'm telling everyone who's listening to this podcast, I guess. Um, and that is my... Oh, dear. Here it comes. And this is the bit. So you're going to love this, Saffron. Um, and... Oh, Jesus. I don't know why I'm, it's so hard to say. It's just because I know that... Saffron's never going to let it go afterwards, probably. Okay, so... And probably King's Eyes won't either. But it is that my true celebrity crush is Jeremy Renner. No, I'm kidding. It's Hayley Steinfeld. I... God, I love Hayley Steinfeld. I think she's absolutely fantastic as a person, as a performer. She's just absolutely incredible. And I love Hayley Steinfeld. Right, I do. Um, yeah, as soon as Hawkeye... <laughs> as soon as Hawkeye started airing, literally my... Almost my entire For You page was was just TikToks of Hayley Steinfeld and I'm not against it, I'm not. However, I worked very hard to make sure I got some other kind of content on your my For You page because it was getting dangerously close to like creepy levels of this is all that's on my For You page. So I I, I went out of my way to make sure that other content came back. Uh, so I, I, I now get Doctor Who and Power Rangers and 
Attack on Titan and Arrow and Pokemon, that, that's all back on there now and, you know, but I still obviously get the occasional Hayley Seinfeld one. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> my first like big exposure to her obviously would have been Bumblebee. Um, just because I would her other films she's sort of been in never really appealed to me. Like, obviously, I'd, I saw Pitch Perfect, but it's not the kind of film I really paid attention to when I first watched it because it's not my sort of film. It was just sort of, oh, they, my friend wants to watch it. Let's, let's watch Pitch Perfect. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I have paid more attention to it since. Um, and yeah, I Bumblebee was the first one, and that's, I think, the thing I've watched during the moment. I know she did the Romeo and Juliet um, thing as well. She was actually very good in that, um, despite me disliking Romeo and Juliet as a story completely not just because it was written by Shakespeare because I think it's shite not her performance in it and her film's good but I just think the whole star-crossed lovers and the whole ending is a bit over dramatic I don't know it's just not my sort of thing um I'm gonna get a lot of shit for saying I don't like Shakespeare aren't I well it is what it is I'm English I'd say it um but yeah Bumblebee is obviously the thing I've seen her in most because I need to clear up very quickly though. The reason I watch Bumblebee is not because she's in it. I watch Bumblebee because it's the best live-action Transformers film by a long shot. I think I've said this before on one of my Transformers-based episodes. Tra Bumblebee is the best live-action Transformers film. It's not the best Transformers film. The 1986 one is always my favourite. Transformers the movie is top tier. However, Bumblebee is a great film and the opening scene of that, which she isn't in, so I do like seeing she isn't in. Thank you very much. I can hear you judging me, Saffron. <laughs> right? The opening scene on Cybertron is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, Into the Spider-Verse as well. That's just her voice. But she's very good as Spider-Gwen. Right? And now she obviously plays Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. And no, it's not the only reason I watch Hawkeye. I'm very much enjoying Hawkeye. And I hope at some point I derail this point of the conversation and go back to talking about Hawkeye as a series. Because it's very good. We're, what, four episodes in? It sounds like I haven't watched it, but I haven't. The point of record, this is, what, Monday the 13th? Spider-Man comes out in two days. I'm so excited. I get to watch it before the rest of the world. Well, literally, well, not the rest. I, the earliest anyone can watch the full film, I'll be watching it. Because the key to it unlocks in cinemas at 7am on the 15th. And I will be watching it at 7am in IMAX. Because I can. Um, which is ridiculous. Because I'm not going to be finishing work until like 2am the night before. So I'm going to get like five hours sleep. Be there. Watch Spider-Man. And then I'm closing that night as well. So I'll be finishing until 2am again. It's going to be great. I'm going to be dead inside. Um, Yeah. So Hawkeye has very much. Thanks to TikTok. Exposed. My. My. One true celebrity crush. One that I say, I've, I've hidden for a very long time. Uh, when did Bumblebee come out? Was it 2018? I want to say Bumblebee came out. 2000. 20? No, not 2019. No, can't have been 2019. It must have been 2018. Bumblebee came out. I can't remember. It's a very good film. I really do enjoy Bumblebee. Um, I, I genuinely enjoy the film. I feel like I have to defend myself now. I'm getting, oh, I'm getting so awkward and nervous now, because I can just hear Saffron and Cornelius's thoughts going round as I'm saying this. Like, oh, is that the real reason you're? Yeah, no, I actually like the film. I do like Bumblebee and I do like Hawkeye. It's just that Hawkeye exposed it, and because it's just everywhere on my For You page now, and on, on YouTube as well. How the fuck do YouTube know? Like, I just keep getting like, oh, Hayley Steinfeld fucking cooks a professional chef, and this, that, and the other, and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that, right? But, <laughs> and let's say, she's very funny, so it is very entertaining. But I'm like, how does YouTube know? 
Like next thing, Facebook's just gonna be recommending me all the fan pages to join and this, that, and the other. And yeah, I mean, I was on follow her on Instagram and Twitter, let's be fair, so that doesn't matter too much. But yeah, I. Look, it is what it is, okay? Saffron's gonna call me a simp, and I'm, I'm not simping. I just have strong, crushy feelings towards a celebrity who I'm never going to meet, so it doesn't matter. Who's never going to hear this, so it doesn't matter. I'm safe, right? You get people get crushes. It's fine. It happens. Saffron crushes on Captain Levi. Cornelius crushes on I don't know, probably one of the women from How to Train Your Dragon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, at least I didn't say the, the famous phrase, the three-worded phrase that I'm not going to say it, right? I'm sorry, I, I actually don't know who Cornelius' celebrity crush is. I mean, to be fair, Levi isn't Saffron's celebrity crush, because I feel it's a celebrity crush is a, I said you've got to do real people, so I mean, hers is like, what, Johnny Depp, Chris Evans any man that's 50 years older than her. I don't, it just is what it is. Um, and yes, obviously I had man crushes as well. I'm very, that's the thing. I think I'm way more open with my man crushes than I am female ones, which is why the Hayley Steinfeld thing was kept really quiet. I think because man crushes, it's among men, it's like, you know, it's a bit of a joke. It's like, oh, that's your man crush. Like, yeah, yeah. But obviously female crushes, if, if that is, the gender you're attracted to. I think, I don't know if in my head, this is where I get overly <laughs> autistic and just stressy. I'm like, well, that's more serious because that's an actual, genuine, like, general crush. Like, and I, so I just, I don't know, get more embarrassed by it? I don't know. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, so there you go, the truth out. You can have fun with that. This isn't the whole episode, by the way. I'm not just going to be fucking awkwardly talking about how much I like a famous person whom I'm never ever gonna meet so it doesn't matter I don't I don't get why you guys make such a big deal out of it you know what I mean it's all on you it's not me at all stressing about this um I swear to god if any of you tag her in this episode and she somehow sees it I might die inside of both happiness happiness and shame at the same time um so I'm just oh Jesus Christ you're in, you're in your 20s why are you oh Acting like a fucking schoolboy, like, ooh, I'll crush you. Like, <laughs> I'm in my 20s, why am I <laughs> getting so, like, giddy about the, oh, no. Oh, dear. I don't, what, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> this is, like, just, just childish, isn't it? Like, I just don't get it. Well, I do get it, but she's a very attractive woman, but that's not the, <laughs> that's not the point. Actually, to be fair, no. For the, I, in preparation for this episode, I actually told someone. Like, what, there's one person I told before this that she was my celebrity crush. I actually went, hmm, that's like, I went, oh, that's weird. Like, she doesn't. Why am I still talking at cheat? Right, I'm digging myself a rabbit hole now, but I'm gonna have to carry on with the conversation. So, sorry, my nose is really blocked up at the moment. That's why you can hear all the sniffles. I'm not crying, I promise. And um, I just really blocked up. I've got a blocked nose. I don't know why. Um. Anyway, so. Yeah, so I told one of my friends, like, in preparation for this, and she was like, oh, that's weird, like, she just doesn't seem like what I'd imagine your type is. And obviously I was like, what, really? It just shows that I'm clearly very good at hiding my type, because I think most people don't realise that it's dark hair, dark eyes, sort of 
darkish skin. Like, like you know, I'm not saying like completely suntanned and like <laughs> to the point where they're orange, but like it's. I think I don't know. Like just sort of tannedish skin. But I'm, obviously, I don't then find people who don't match like all of those features or anyone unattractive. But it definitely is my type. It's sort of like just darkish features, hair, eyes, and everything. Like it just. <clears throat> Because I think my friend Fran, she once either claimed that it's either an egotistical reflection of myself, because obviously I've got dark eyes, dark hair, dark skin, um, <clears throat> or it, it's not that at all, and it's just a coincidence. And I was like, well, considering I don't like the way I look, it can't really be an egotistical thing. But I don't know. I don't know. This is too much analysis for it. Basically, <clears throat> got a crush on Hayley Seinfeld. My friend was like, oh, it doesn't seem like a type. I'm like, well, no, she's definitely exactly my type. Funny driven as a person like I, I i value motivation and like wanting to achieve stuff and following your dreams and everything and just the, the physical features that clearly make up my ideal human being why this is still going on why have i not moved on from this part of the topic i've been talking about this for what 10 minutes now oh dear can you tell i'm oh, nervously rambling um yeah so moving on let's go to the sponsor for the week um, because I need to really segue out of this Hayley Steinfeld loop. Um, who, by the way, is brilliant in Hawkeye. I'll talk about the actual show in a minute, I promise. This isn't just going to be a... Oh, fuck me. Right, <sighs> compose yourself, you and you've got this. <clears throat> Today's sponsor is... Uh, today we are sponsored by Crumpets. Proud to be British. No, I'm joking. We're not. I wish we were sponsored by Crumpets. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm proud to be British and I like Crumpets. Thank you, Twitter. Sorry, what was it Ant and Deck do? Evening Twitter. It's like the Ant and Deck. Evening Prime Minister. I'm going to start doing that now. Every time we, we get like wind of, of uh, one of these select groups of people like doing something on Twitter, like, like I'm just going to do that in the episode, sort of like Ant and Deck doing. Uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Evening Twitter. Like, and just like, because <laughs> we see it and I find it funny. I'm proud to be British and I love crumpets. Also, you guys can't spell wanker properly. It's W-A-N. K-E-R. Um, I get that you're probably a bit thick up there, so spelling's probably really hard for you. Um, but yeah, the, if you're going to insult someone, spell it correctly, because you just look like a mong otherwise. Um, anyway, the real sponsor of this week is obviously Sigil Shop, because finally the wings of failure are on sale. The brilliant hoodie um, designed by King's Eyes himself, uh, inspired by Attack on Titan, and obviously branded by yours truly as part of the failure corpse with the wings of failure on the back take flight and become one of the world's best losers with the wings of failure hoodie uh, obviously so the sponsor is uh, the sigil shop uh, the website for that is shop.sigilarts.com go on there you can see all of the merch lines including the new limited time wings of failure hoodie it will be available until the final saturday in february so you do have time it, it's not going away anytime soon um, but it will, it is limited, and when it's gone, it's gone. Um, to do, make sure you get it before then, or at least put your order in before then, so that you can guarantee yourself a Wings of Failure hoodie. They will all be made, um, so it, it, apparently it's very economic as well, but they're, they're made to order, so we don't have any bulk lying around. Um, so it's very economic, and this, that, and the other, and the materials are economic. If you want stuff like that, go to King's Eyes. He handles all the technical, important stuff. I just model it, make it look amazing and brand it and be like, yeah, Wings of Failure, Shinzo Owasasageo. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's our sponsor for the week. However, crumpets are also amazing. If I got sponsored by crumpets, that'd be amazing. Just, oh, I really want a crumpet now. Anyone fancy a crumpet and tea? I, I feel like crump, crumpets and tea. I don't know. Maybe after this. I'll see if I've got any crumpets in the cupboard after this. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, Hawkeye. <coughs> the actual show. Not the actress who's starring in it. Um, who... No, Kate Bishop is a very good character. I'm, I'm very compelled by her, very interested. And the whole mystery of the show right now is really gripping me. Like, and obviously, the whole is the kingpin involved, is he not, is really interesting. Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye finally getting a chance to shine. I can't wait for, hopefully, episode five, he finally gets a more comic-based uh, costume. Like, we're looking at like, the purple and everything for him and Kate Bishop, which would be really cool to see, um, see them in action. And yeah, it's just fun. It, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it, it is serious at the same time. It's nice to see a Marvel show that's just grounded again. It's just set in New York, like back in the days where, you know, it wasn't all aliens and universe warping stuff. This is just trying to take down a gang, the tracksuit mafia, to do with the events of Endgame and Clint Barton becoming the Ronin and everything. And it's just a super fun show. The dog is amazing. That dog better survive through the whole series. Or I swear to God, I'm going to be pissed. Um, the whole mystery is like, is Kate Bishop's family? I think the mum's either. Honestly, the mum really pissed me off in the last episode. I'm not even going to lie. When she was like, oh, but Natasha Romanoff was really good. At this when she name dropped Black Widow to Hawkeye as a way of sort of getting him to back off from, from Kate and not risk a lot. I'm like, no, no, you do not do that. You do not name drop Black Widow. <laughs> you absolute bitch like that's not allowed and then the parallel at the end where Kate goes to fall and Clint clearly very panically tries to grab her and stop her and I'm like oh that mm. and also one of the best lines in all the fiction was uttered in Hawkeye and I kid you not it's the um where Kate's like oh what's what's the best shot you ever took and he's like the one I didn't I'm like Yes, that is mm, such a good line. Because that applies to like, because I'm one of those people who always argues with the phrase, you know, it's like, oh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Well, no, you don't. Because you can't miss it if you didn't take it, right? And, but that pedantic thing aside, I think sometimes it's important to not take a shot. Um, like in life, like, and that's why I fundamentally disagree with that, the, that, you know, you miss 100% of the shot. Because I think sometimes it's smarter to not take a shot because better things can come from it. Um, you should. You don't always have to take take that shot, um, and obviously, even just in context of the show, that is a brilliant line. Just the shot he didn't take, obviously, meaning he saved Natasha, who became an Avenger, who ended up saving the entire universe by sacrificing herself in Endgame. But the underlying meaning of that line was just like the best shot I took was the one I didn't. And I think a lot of people can relate to that in life. Like sometimes something they didn't do turned out to be a really smart decision. Um, so that is, I think, one of the best written lines in all of fiction. I will hold on to that line for a very, very long time as, as an incredibly written line. Um, and just the whole show's very written, the whole mystery behind it, like, you know, what's really going on with these black market deals from the Avengers compound? Um, is Hawkeye's family safe? Will he make it home in time for Christmas? I really hope he doesn't die. I really hope he gets to go home and spend Christmas with his family. Obviously, spoilers, uh, Yelena from Black Widow, uh, Black Widow's sister, she showed up. Um, in the last episode and I really hope that her friendship blossoms with Kate Bishops um, and they become sort of obviously the new Hawkeye and Black Widow that's definitely what they're setting up um, so that would be incredible like you get a new Natasha and Clint kind of dynamic and the brilliant parallel was that Kate had a, a dead to like dead to right shot on Yelena and she didn't take it because the most important shot she ever took was the one that she didn't 
the one shot where she didn't shoot Elena is going to end up becoming her most important because she's probably going to end up becoming one of her most valuable allies. And the writing for this show is incredible. Like, all the references, but the fact they keep it self-contained as well. And Rogers the Musical. Now, I love seeing all the TikToks of how the Avengers would react to Rogers the Musical. And, I mean... (laughs) It's all pretty accurate. I mean, to be fair, I'd love to see a full version of Rogers the Musical, but obviously I equally get that Hawkeye's traumatised by it because that is probably one of the worst days of his life. Um, you know, that, that day gave Iron Man trauma, let alone the rest of them. So, yeah, that's... Um, and obviously seeing Natasha on the stage, his best friend who has recently died, probably isn't too good for Clint to see. Um, but no, I'm really, really enjoying Hawkeye. Obviously, I can't do a full analysis of it yet because the full show's not out and I don't want to talk about certain plot points and stuff until we know. Um, but yeah, Jack, her, her stepdad, I guess, seems really dodgy. Her mum seems really bitchy and dodgy. I think she's involved as well. Because um, the fact that Jack's, what was it, uncle, dad, whatever, was murdered in the first episode by a sword and he just happens to collect swords and have Ronin's sword... It's very suspicious, and um, yeah, I'm interested to see where the whole show goes, if I'm completely honest. Um, And yeah, I'm very intrigued by the whole plot and everything. And yeah, I want to get back into, not get back into, I've never sort of got out of it, but I'm going to start doing archery again, I really do miss it. And this show is really hyping me up for it. It's like Arrow, it just makes people want to start shooting targets again. Um, Because I really do miss it. Um, Yeah, I... If Kingpin does show up, that's fantastic, especially as Daredevil has been confirmed to be returning to the MCU. So Kingpin should as well, and he should definitely be the villain for this show, because you could find a way to then potentially link that into Spider-Man. But I doubt it, considering Spider-Man comes out Wednesday and Hawkeye isn't finished just yet. Um, It's got a few more episodes. I can't remember how many they said it was going to get, but I know episode five comes out on the day of Spider-Man, actually. So maybe there is a bit of a link. Who knows? Um... But yeah, it's an incredible show. The acting performances are incredible and the mystery is very intriguing so far and I cannot wait to see uh, how the show ends up and what's going to happen because... Yeah, um, because Hayley Steinfeld's in it. Look, I can't... (laughs) I'm not... mm, Look, I couldn't help it. It it is what it is. Um, No, it's a genuinely good show. Like Bumblebee, genuinely good film. Um, But I really do enjoy it and I might have to do another episode when it finishes... Uh, just so I can properly talk about it and all the plot lines and what's happening and everything. Um, because we don't know quite yet what's going on in the full scope of thing. I love the scene where he meets the LARPers in the park and he's just sitting there fighting his way through all these people. But because he's an actual fighter, he's just actually like winning so easily like against all these people who just fake fight. But then he has to let one of them beat him. Like, And it's the best line in it is like, he just sort of mumbles as he's getting, letting this guy beat him so he can get the costume back. Like, oh, I fought Thanos. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's an Avenger who fought Thanos and he uh, he's currently losing, like, having to let a LARPer in the park beat him in a fight. And I thought that was absolutely incredible, to be fair. And, um, yeah, it's it's so funny. Um, all the references to saying Thanos was right as well is, like, hmm. <laughs> Interesting, and there's actually a rumour that um, Kate Bishop's aunt, the house they're staying in, they might actually belong to Madame Hydra, um, who's obviously the person who's been recruiting, um, so she recruited Yelena at the end of Black Widow, um, the fake Captain America, what was his name? Something, John Walker was it? I can't remember. Um, it's been a while since I watched Falcon, I'm in the soldier. Um, but the, you know, the fake Captain America, she recruited him at the end. Um, so it's very interesting. 
um, that she could be there. And if that is a link, that is a very good link, and I'm I very much like that. Um, but yeah, we we don't know yet, and I'm very excited to see where this series goes. I'm also very excited for Spider Man. Spider Man does whatever a spider can. I'm so excited. I saw a TikTok earlier, and it actually made me cry because it was um. This is completely changing topic. Um, it's also oh, when I first met Spider-Man it was actually the cartoon I watched as a kid and then talking about like growing up and watching all the films and stuff I was like that is exactly my journey with Spider-Man and then they said oh so excited to go to the cinema to watch No Way Home and see all the characters that raised me again I'm like oh that broke that 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 really hit me hard I'm like oh my god yeah because I say I watched that cartoon then I watched the films and I watched and yeah so Spider-Man's always been a big part of my life so I'm very much excited for that and I'm very much excited to see where Hawkeye goes very much excited to see more of Kate Bishop in the MCU um for reasons that have been previously stated because she's an interesting character okay guys, that's why it's because she's a good character not because i think Haley steinfeld is a wonderful human being um <laughs> but i mean that would probably be all from me so please if you uh do like this uh, follow the show on Twitter, which is uh, you have failed SV. Follow me on Twitter, which is at Vader Sane. I'm pretty sure my Twitter handle is currently Greg's number one, but I might change that soon. Who knows? I've got some ideas brewing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, you follow. It's the best way to keep up to date with me. The shows when episodes are coming out, this, that, and the other, and all of my weird and wonderful rants on Twitter. Normally Attack on Titan themed, um, but it is what it is. Um, and of course, obviously follow the the show uh, you can I, I know on spotify you can definitely get notifications for when a new episode goes up um and i'm sure you can on other platforms as well um so thank you so much for listening um don't forget to check out the merch because i'm very excited about the wings of failure hoodie um i hope you are all are too i can't speak um yeah if there's anything else i need to say follow me follow that follow situ arts on twitter the best way to keep up to date all our brilliant shows uh pharaoh recently released a really good one about how she came up with the character of Vesta in her fan fiction. Uh, it was very interesting. One of the best, not one of the, the best podcast episode I've ever listened to. I found it so interesting listening to her thought process and the reasons behind every tiny decision in the creation of this character. So please do go check that out. It was very good. And she put out a post on Twitter recently, I think, asking for any questions uh, that you might want to ask her about this character. So once you listen to that episode, find her on Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's at Pharaoh of the Opera. Um, or at Alprofero, it's one of the two. Um, and and ask her questions that you want to know about character, even if you haven't read the story, um, but you're interested in character creation or you want to create your own character, I think it'd be very important to ask her questions because then you can learn for yourself. Because I learned a lot about, I love behind the scenes stuff with characters and listening to that, I learned a lot about her particular creation style. And, and how to really flesh out a character in the world based on tiny little decisions that, that make a lot of sense of backstory and things you want to happen. So do go and ask her all of those questions so you can get a really good breakdown of how to write a really interesting character and fit it perfectly into the world. But yeah, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. And um, speak to you next time. <laughs>